Hey guys, it's your girl Ashley Graham, and you are listening to Business Life and Coffee Podcast with your boy Joey Price. Hey everybody, what's going on? This is Joey at the Business Life and Coffee Podcast, and today we've got Brian Olds. He is a master public speaker, and he's going to share some awesome tips with you today about public speaking. So if you're afraid of public speaking, if you've been interested in getting into the field as a profession, uh, and you want to know how to improve your public speaking for your career, you definitely want to tune into this episode. Now, we are 95 episodes in, which means we're close to 100, which is a pretty big deal, actually. Uh, If you have any ideas of what we should do to celebrate 100 why don't you send me a tweet at joey v price hr or also reach out to us on twitter at the biz life coffee twitter page man it's summertime episode 100 i can't uh i can't think of a better way to celebrate than maybe doing some party or get together or something so if you think we should make that happen let me know but without further ado, let's jump into the show. So everyone knows whether you're young or old, one of the most important fears that we carry is the fear of public speaking. Whether it's giving presentations, whether it's giving a toast at a wedding, whether it's ordering the food you want off the menu at a restaurant. Uh, but today we've got a very special guest, Brian Olds. He is the founder and principal consultant at Black Speakers Network, and he's going to talk to us today a little bit about how he got involved in speaking and his speaking journey, some of the benefits of speaking as a professional, and how to connect with him as far as next steps in growing in your speaking journey. So, welcome, Brian. Welcome to the show. Hey, thank you so much, Mr. Price. I'm excited to be here, man, and... I think I was telling you earlier, I'm ready to jumpstart my morning, so I can't think of a better place to be, and looking forward to sharing some some of my story, and uh, what a great topic, public speaking, something definitely near and dear to my heart, so absolutely excited about the conversation, and uh, thanks for having me on. Oh, yes, and thanks for coming on. I wouldn't have any other person to do this topic, quite honestly, because I know that you've been a huge champion for public speaking for pretty much as long as I've known you and I've actually heard you speak so I know that I can vouch for your skills but if you could tell our audience just give a little bit of background about yourself and when you first fell in love with public speaking and what has happened since then. Sure yeah absolutely I mean it's a funny story and not sure you know we met and kind of connected here in the Baltimore area so I always tell people you know I'm the the, the son of Sheila Olds, uh, raised by a single mother, growing up in the city of Baltimore, public schools, and you know, really didn't grow up with a lot of confidence. I think you know we see that story told so many times. It's kind of the environment and the neighborhoods that we live in. It doesn't really inspire <laughs> the next generation yeah. of, of confident leaders uh, and our young uh, men and women. Uh, and so... It, my story was very similar to that. And, you know, you hear the statistics of, you know, 33% of African-Americans can expect to be incarcerated at some point in their lifetime. And, you know, I really, my mom was determined that, you know, I wouldn't be a part of that. So, you know, she didn't have the best for us, but she definitely did everything she could between her and my grandfather to create an environment where I, I could avoid all that. And so, you know, ended up 
deal pretty well um, thanks to that help and some other folks in my life going through um, Baltimore City Public Schools and eventually got a scholarship to uh, go to college, ended up at uh, Baltimore City Community College at a scholarship program and then eventually at Morgan State University. So the story kind of begins at Morgan from a public speaking perspective because here's what you need to know, Joey. Like you met me, uh, we've probably been friends like almost 10 years now, mm -hmm. but you know, before then, you know, I was the guy, My, you know, you hear about introverts and extroverts, right? So yes. Let's talk about that on the show. Yes. It's extreme introvert. Like, I I was the guy that couldn't lead two people in silent prayer, <laughs> let alone, you know, <laughs> be in front of a room or have something like Black Speakers Network, you know. In fact, I tell, I, this is an embarrassing story, but I tell people all the time just because they think I'm playing, Joey. But in high school, you know, when I was trying to get girls numbers and you know eventually if i if i did succeed in getting a girl's number and you know getting a call i was i i was so fearful of the conversation that i would literally write down everything that i was going to say in that conversation and then by the time i ran out of stuff like i couldn't think of new stuff when i ran out the end of the paper it was over like that was <laughs> the end of the conversation so that's where i came from and then um you know when i got to morgan state university a young woman named Nora Anto. I was in the School of Business, which that's a whole other story, but School of Business. I started off as an engineering major, switched to business, and young lady had took a trip to Florida and came back to Morgan and was all excited about this program called Toastmasters. And we're like, what the heck is Toastmasters? And she said, it's an organization you can join and practice your public speaking skills. You get evaluation every single speech. It's about an hour and you can practice impromptu speaking and then there are different roles where they count your eyes, your ums, your likes, your knows, your so's, they check your grammar. So she wanted to bring this to Morgan State University. There were very few Toastmasters clubs on college campuses, although there it's a international organization founded in nineteen twenty four. It's over um 114,000 clubs last time I checked around the world so really well-established organization and she wanted to bring it to Morgan so she did that and we were one of the first folks to kind of get started with Toastmasters and the reason I joined like I said I wasn't this great public speaker it was the opposite but I almost saw it as a challenge Joey and um, you know I think you know sometimes we get we go down life and we make certain decisions and yeah, sometimes, you know, a mentor is guiding us or somebody's telling us, like, hey, you need to do this. And so if any of your listeners are thinking about now just kind of transitioning into, you know, public speaking or even, like, just increasing your overall comfort level with conducting presentations or training, I, you know, I didn't know how much it would actually impact my career at the time. Like, I wish I did, but I was just doing it out of a selfish fear or self-desire, I should say, to get over the fear of public speaking. Like, I didn't want to be that guy with the sweaty palms, uh, the shaky voice, and just, you know, general lack of confidence. So that's kind of how that journey started in 2006 um, as a sophomore at Morgan and kind of took off from there. Awesome. And I'm sure now that you've gone through Toastmasters and have gained lots of experience, you now have great things to talk about on the phone with your lady friends. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, those conversations are much better, I, I would think. <laughs> awesome. Well, let's get, uh, let's get practical for a second here. If you could talk about, in hindsight, 
some of the ways that public speaking has impacted your career personally um, that that you may not have gotten those benefits or accomplished those things had you still been on the more introverted side? Yeah. So, I mean, I, it, 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 I can say for a fact that it directly has shaped the last 10 years of my professional career. In fact, so, as you mentioned, currently um, Black Speakers Network is my company now, but you know, I also work full-time for a staffing recruiting agency, uh, one of the largest uh, in the world as a, as a program manager in our Office of Diversity and Inclusion. But coming out of school, I really didn't know what direction I was going to go. As I mentioned, you know, I, I transitioned from engineering initially and then went into business. So I, I knew that I wanted to have some type of career that involved speaking because Toastmasters kind of whet my appetite for that. So I wanted to get into training and development. I knew I liked, you know, being in front of the classroom and really just helping others, you know, grow, whether it be personally or professionally. So that kind of served as a catalyst for that. You know, coming into corporate America, my job was more on the accounting and finance side. So I, <laughs> to, to transition from that to, to training specialist isn't like a direct line, but, you know, through my experience with Toastmasters, I actually started you know, not just speaking within the club, but also accepting outside speaking opportunities as well. You know, I started hosting my own professional development and seminars uh, events in 2009. So when the opportunity, and actually, you know, and you know this because we're about the same age, you know, I graduated in 2007. 2008 was the year that the bottom fell out of the economy. So mm-hmm. nobody was hired. Nobody was being promoted. It was just kind of like you were lucky to have a job. Uh, but then as it came out of it in 2010, yeah, I got the opportunity to start and interview and was uh, hired into a role as corporate training specialist, uh, which was my absolute dream job. But I would not have received that. I, I wouldn't even have been considered for the interview if it wasn't for uh, not just Toastmasters, but the other uh, speaking opportunities that I started to pursue outside. So I think that's a really big piece is that they say, you know, you want to dress for, you know, from a visual perspective, you want to dress for the role that you want. Um, but I also believe that you need to do the role <laughs> that you yeah. actually want before you get it too. You need to put yourself in an environment where you could grow and uh, seek out opportunities where even if you don't have the credentials, it's not about the degree. Sometimes it's about, you know, just showing good faith effort that this, is, this isn't like a fly-by-night desire like everybody at that company knew that I wanted to be a trainer so you know when the interview time came around I actually didn't even know about it somebody called me and said hey did you see this job posting and uh, you know you should apply so that was a big part of that and then you know I was a training specialist for two years and then after that I was recruited again by uh, my current uh, manager and they they caught up with me because I was kicking off uh, some of the diversity and inclusion lunch and learns that we would have at the company. And I was going back to Morgan State University and doing some things uh, with some of the leadership there. So that was another area where, again, not thinking about the, the speaking and the confidence, but it really came into play because you, you people, the thing about speaking, you know, we always say that joke is that, uh, you know, the number one fear in life is public speaking uh, followed only by death and, you know, more people would rather be in a casket than, you know, give a speech. But th- th- 
there's some truth to that. You know, most people, you know, shy away from, you know, those opportunities even. And I'm not even talking about, you know, a lot of times when we think about public speaking, I think sometimes we think about these big stages like, you know, Les Brown and, you know, Tony Robbins or, you know, kick, uh, giving a keynote at a major conference. I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about, you know, having the confidence to deliver, you know, a presentation in front of a small, you know, room of 12 or, you know, kicking off, you know, a team meeting or even just interviewing is a presentation. Like every day or, you know, at least, I would argue a few times a month, you're probably in a setting where you're giving some sort of sort of presentation. So those skills translate over into everyday life. And Joey, man, I can't tell you how many times where <laughs> in my current role, even before, you know, something would be happening and inevitably they would say, hey, Brian, you know, um, so-and-so can't make it, you know, can you, you know, kick off the media or can you walk them through, you know, where we are with the project or, you know, just provide some information or I'm visiting one of our offices and I have to, you know, all of a sudden speak in front of the entire office. Like you don't get prepared for that, but you stay ready from the experience. So that's, that's just a few of of the instances I can think of where public speaking and that experience has definitely helped. Yeah. So Brian, what really stands out to me here in hearing your story is that I mean, you did graduate from college and you have your degree and your undergrad degree, uh, but you leveraged a, um, a skill and you leveraged just creating opportunities to, to drastically change your professional trajectory. And so what I mean by that and, and the reason why that's important for our listeners is that, you know, so many people think, oh, I've got to go to grad school, I've got to get my PhD or I've got to get you know, various certifications and other things that cost uh, time and money and may not have as much of a, uh, a, a transitional effect if, uh, if someone changes their career path or wants to do something else. But you've been able to strike a chord by going through Toastmasters and building up your, your public speaking skills and also, you know, hosting events on your own, which when you sat in front of a recruiter and when you sat in front of a hiring manager for a role that interested you, you were able to get the job, not because you necessarily went to school for that stuff, but because you were actually doing it and you showed ambition. So I think that's a key takeaway for the people listening to this episode is that, you know, if, if you have a, if you're up against, you know, the options of getting a degree and taking on more debt versus maybe being able to work your own channels and do something like a Toastmasters. Uh, I think you should work with what you have right now and maybe do like maybe join a, a group or an association that will help groom your skills in the new area and then transfer that into creating opportunities on your own. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah, no, I agree with that 100%. Yeah, and, and again, we're joined by Brian Olds, who is the founder and principal consultant at the Black Speakers Network. Now, Brian, you mentioned the joke about public speaking being the number one fear and more people would rather be dead in, the, in a casket than have to speak, which is so true. Uh, but what... What are some of the biggest mistakes that you see people make uh, when they give speeches in public? And what are some of your kind of tips to, to, to change that or to address those, those mistakes? 
Yeah, so I think a few things. One, and here's the probably the secret to the getting over the fear part. It's everybody listening to this call can probably remember when you first got your driver's license or even before you got your driver's license, when you first learned how to drive, <laughs> you had to learn the permit, right? And somebody was brave enough to like go out with you into the parking lot. You know, you start in the parking lot and then you eventually they're like, okay, you move into the street. And then, you know, but we, we, we kind of forget, you know, how it is. And I, I and that's why I agree with what you said earlier. You know, I, I believe we're in the economy of skill right now. You know, we are, there's a high there's a less premium right now in 2017 on what people have in terms of, you know, degrees and uh, credentials. And there's a high, high premium on what you can actually do. And, um, you know, companies realize that. And um, so as we think about the speaking thing and going back to the, the driving analogy, you, at, at some point, Every nobody came out the womb like great at public speaking. Now I do think there are some folks that have a more natural affinity. Like some people are more naturally charismatic, which is fine. Some people are more extroverted. Again, not me, but that's fine. <laughs> but this is a learned skill, and you know when it comes to the mistakes part, it really comes down to um, practicing, but practicing the right skills because, and then you know allowing yourself to get over certain things. So when you first started driving. You um you really didn't know what to expect, and you may have been nervous. But if you think about it, my friend uh, Darren Mitchell, he has a a good way of framing this, and I give him like all the credit for this. You know, if you think about it, we really aren't afraid of public speaking, uh, or being on stage or anything like that. What we're really afraid of is the fear of being judged by others. Yeah, and yeah, that that's the root. And I said, man, that makes a lot of sense. And the same thing with driving. When you first started driving, your fear wasn't, you know, of the car or the road or whatever. It was the fear of the unknown. It was the fear of, you know, what happens, like what's going to happen when you're out there. Is a car going to come out of, you know, an uh, intersection that you don't see? You know, how do you drive in the rain? How do I drive in the snow? How do I parallel park? But over time, you... How do I, how do I dodge those, uh, those potholes in the city? <laughs> Oh my gosh, North Avenue, don't even try it, man. Like, I Baltimore folks know, like, you're taking your life in your own hands. Uh, but, that, but you teach yourself that over time. Yep. You have somebody showing you in the beginning, uh, and it reinforces over time. Your brain learns that, man, I can deal with just about every, after a year of driving, you probably have experienced, especially if you live here in Maryland, like every season, you know, driving almost every condition, and you're ready to go. And so now, you, a lot of times we get to work or we get to where we're going and we don't even remember the route that we got there. Meanwhile, we're driving with one knee, with a cell phone in one hand, a cheeseburger in the other hand. It's kind of like that. Exactly. Well, speaking, speaking is the same. Like once you have the difference between the Joey Price that speaks, that's only spoken one or two times it, uh, in front of, you know, maybe an audience at work or wherever um, is different than the Joey Price that has delivered 100 presentations. That 100 presentation, I'm just throwing that number out there, but that person is different because that one, that Joey Price has now spoken 
Uh, he knows what it feels like to forget a line um, that you rehearsed. You know what it feels like, you know, when somebody walks in the room while you're speaking. You know what it's like to have somebody, you know, laugh when you weren't telling a joke. Like, you've gone through all these different situations, and then you're, you're ready. So I think the biggest thing, you know, when it comes to mistakes, back to the original question, is just not putting your, like, not putting yourself in a position to win and a position to win with speaking is, you know, not waiting until, you know, you have a high stakes presentation to begin uh, practicing, but getting yourself in an environment, whether it be Toastmasters or whether it be, you know, one of our BSN events or whether it be, even if it's just now with Facebook Live and the other uh, venues that you have, that we have access to, you know, getting yourself in a position to practice speaking the thing I do love about Toastmasters is that, you know, the, the hallmark of the organization is that you get real-time feedback. You get an evaluation uh, after each presentation, both written and verbal, so you can practice and get better because, you know, without any type of feedback, then that's not going to work. But even if you're by yourself, you can still record your presentation and watch it later because I guarantee there are a lot of um, ticks and nuances and things that you do that you don't even realize. My my original, everyone has filler words. My major filler word that I used all the time was like. Every time, and I didn't even know how many times I say, said it and listened to one of my presentations, I said the word like 42 times in a you know five to seven minute speech. <laughs> it that's, was a, that's a lot. So, it's a lot. But we all have them. Another is the word so and using the word and. There are so many different things that we don't pay attention to. So I think the biggest thing is, you know, just practice. Get practice and then feedback. And then we actually just did a blog post on uh, blackspeakersnetwork.com, which is uh, the seven mannerisms. Uh, I, uh, one of our members, Mark Medley, um, put together the seven manner mannerisms that uh, you know, speakers should avoid. So, you know, if folks want to do a deep dive on kind of the mistakes to avoid or the things that to look out for, then they can definitely, you know, check out that blog post as well. But you know, I say, you know, just get out there, practice, get some feedback, and don't turn down a speaking opportunity. Like, that's that's the big thing. Like, you know, you got to get that stage time in as um, one of our legendary Toastmasters um, uh, says, it is it is about stage time, stage time, stage time. And the cool part about that is that people, you know, we kind of psychologically put ourselves at a disadvantage, meaning that a lot of times you go into an environment where you're speaking, you know, we think the audience is against us. Most of the time, I mean, unless you're, you know, working for maybe like, the, unless you're like Sean Spicer or somebody <laughs> right now, like the, the audience is pulling for you most of the time. Like, you know, it's like when you go to a movie, you know, you don't go in there like, man, I hope this movie sucks. And you, you, as an audience member, you're like, no, nah, you know, you want a great experience. And, you know, the audience wants the same thing. The audience is pulling for you. And if you forget something or, you know, you don't remember uh, a, a particular point, you know, don't make it a big deal. Like, if you don't make it a big, big deal, not out of ten, the audience isn't going to make it a big deal. You know, you just roll right along with it and, you know, you fix it later. So that's just kind of some of the things that stood out. Yeah, yeah. And I, I've been told that, you know, if, you, if you're looking for ways to find practice for public speaking, a good time to do that can even be when you're in the company of your friends and you've got a cool story to tell or you want to recap your day. And, you know, not to go all uh, 
technical from a speaking perspective, but it can just get you in the conscious practice of not using like so and um, and engaging with people and using the right mannerisms. I'm even practicing while I'm talking to you on the phone with the mannerisms and things like that. So long story short, you can find ways to have intentional practice, whether that's through a formal exercise such as Toastmasters or if it's just in the company of friends and family and you've been asked to talk about something that's important to you. Yeah, and I thought I, I just throw this out there real quick, Joey. So the there are so many elements uh, that when you think about public speaking that kind of work together in tandem to create a great experience. And it's not like you master them all at once. So you uh, when you think about a, a great presentation, there are really a couple things happening. You know, there's the content itself, so creating an effective opening, a body to your speech, uh, which includes you know, everything from storytelling to, um, you know, actually closing your speech. You have even the introduction, which you give to the person to tell your audience before you even open your mouth becomes a part of the experience. And then there's a visual component of, you know, what are you wearing to you, your body language, what's how you deliver what you speak, vocal varieties, hand gestures, uh, for using visual aids, there's, you know, best practices around that. And then eye contact. So there, there are a lot of mechanics when it comes to speaking that you know you'll have an opportunity to practice in Toastmasters. But the other thing is that what I want people to really understand is that there is the mechanical piece, um, which you could consider the science. But then there's also an art too, which is you. And no other person, everyone listening to this call, you're a unique individual, that there's nobody else that's going to have your exact same combination of life experiences, personality, uh, view of the world. And so following that, nobody's going to have your exact same speaking style. So what we teach in Black Speakers Network is to value connection and content. And what that means is that you're bringing your unique self to the table. Like, you don't have to have this robotic um, way of delivering. You know, you want to let your own personality shine. And for me, that kind of comes across as, you know, um, you know, some folks may have their uh, certain accents that, you know, just kind of naturally flow into you. So, you know, don't try to eliminate that. You know, lean into it. Make that part of who you are. In, in my particular case, it's a West Baltimore accent. Like, sometimes, like, certain words are going to slip out. Like, that's, you know, that's just going to be, you know, part of my speaking style. You yeah. know, and, I, and the, the, the effort it would take to change that is not worth the, um, the, the uh, outcome. So I just want to point out that, you know, don't leave yourself at home when you, when you go to deliver a presentation. Oh, People want to feel you. If it, yeah, if it was just about you, then, you know, we could deliver, we could just email a PowerPoint and you could stay at home. Like people want to <laughs> hear and see you. That's a, that's a really, really good point, man, because some people can be, you know, can be self-conscious about themselves or about their particular personality and think, oh, well, I, my accent is too thick, or, oh, I don't think that I'm a strong presenter. But you're right. When people find out that you're on a program, or you've got a podcast, or you're about to do a Facebook Live, if they 
if they wanted the information from any other source, they could have just went to Google or you could have sent in the, the PowerPoint, like you said. So that is great advice. I want to land the plane here, and I'm going to ask how people can get in contact with you. But first, I want to have a little fun and say uh, I'm going to ask you two questions, and you can respond to them in any order because one yeah. may require a little bit more, uh, a little bit more thought. But the first question is, who is your favorite public speaker in the athletic world? So that could be a coach or a uh, a player or a broadcaster. So who's your favorite public speaker in the athletics world? And then two, tell us whether or not President Trump is a good or bad public speaker and why. Okay, <laughs> cool. So those are definitely fun questions. Uh, so favorite speaker in the athletic world, I'm going to actually go to uh, probably lesser known because he's actually one of the most um, low-profile uh, NFL owners in the entire fr uh, franchise, if you will. But it's a gentleman by the name of Steve Bashotti, and he is the uh, yeah, you know, he's a current owner of the Baltimore Ravens. And you know, I, and I mean, I don't you know know a ton of sports figures, but he actually, when you do have an opportunity to hear him speak. Uh, which again is rare, but you know I've seen you know him speak even presentations from a while ago, and just when we talk about you know bringing yourself to the table, like he is one of the most authentic and transparent, and just just an outstanding communicator. Um, very, very much a person that you know you listen to and you want to follow. So I think he is he is he's definitely a person that I will want to, uh, you know, I, I could probably listen to you for an entire day and not even realize it. And then the second question, do I feel like Trump is a, a, a good communicator? Oh, what was the actual phrase in the question? Public speaker. speaker. Good public speaker. Good public why, speaker. why not? You know, what's interesting. I would grade Trump as a, I would actually grade him as a good public speaker. And here's why. Um, he now, from a content perspective, he would probably get a an F because I, there's very few things that he says that I, I like. Uh -huh. um, but I, I would, from a, if you rate speaking, speaking is a form of communication, and your ability to, typically when you're delivering presentation, you have a couple objectives. You want to inform, um, you either want to persuade, inspire, or entertain. So it really boils down to, you know, asking a question, hey, at the end of this speech or message or presentation, what do I want my audience to know, do, feel, or believe? And, you know, with Trump, the interesting thing is he is an excellent persuader, like, for whatever reason, like, he is able, I mean, he's a television star, he's a WWF, like, you know, personality, <laughs> like, he is great at you know, really now he speaks and this is actually an interesting thing, you know, his speaking, you know, is probably at around the third or fourth grade level, you know, if that like his his speaking style is very, very simplistic. Yep. But that's also a benefit because, you know, most people, um, when you take a cross section of, you know, Americans are going to be able to connect. Like you wouldn't he would never be guilty of, you know, speaking over someone's head. 
And, you know, from a, again, from a content perspective, people can poke holes and be like, you know, is this fact right? No. You know, is this a contradiction? What he just said a couple of weeks ago, a couple of days ago? Yes. But was it persuasive? Was it charismatic? Yes. That's why, you know, he has rallies like with thousands and thousands of people. And, um, so from a communications perspective, um, holistically, I, I would kind of have to chop it up and look at certain areas on a charisma and the persuasion side. Absolutely. From a content perspective, uh, not so much. But again, you know, you have to think, like, what's your objective as a politician? Is your objective to be fair and accurate and right all the time? You know, not necessarily. Your objective is to win and get, you know, get elected in office, which obviously he has done that. So, you know, that's that's a measure of success. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun. That was fun. And I guess a good takeaway from that is whether you agree with someone or not, there's something you can learn from anyone that's reached a level of success. Absolutely. Well, Brian, it's yeah. been a it's been awesome having you on the show. We've got to have you back sometime soon, and uh, I'm sure I'll see you around. But where can our listeners go to connect with you and learn more information about you? and Black Speakers Network. Yeah, absolutely. It's really simple. I mean, we're online, www.blackspeakersnetwork.com. It's just uh, all one word, Black Speakers with an S, network.com. Uh, you can check us out. Uh, membership to Black Speakers Network is actually free. Uh, our mission is to equip, connect, and inspire the next generation of black speakers. So if you have folks, um, you know, as your listeners on the line that are really uh, just interested in kind of making the transition to professional speaking. You know, that's why we're here. And, um, you know, certainly uh, membership at BSN is free. We do virtual events and seminars uh, throughout the month. We have a ton of free resources online as well. And uh, you can also connect with me personally, Brian Olds, on Facebook or on Instagram uh, at blackspeakersnetwork.com. Oh, excuse me, at blackspeakersnetwork. And, uh, yeah, I'm everywhere. LinkedIn, you know, only thing I'm not on is like Pinterest, but you know, I need to get on that because I'm starting to get some ideas, but yeah. Yeah. That, that's, <laughs> yeah a, check us. that's a sidebar, but Pinterest, man, there's a lot of social traffic there, but we'll, we'll table that for after, uh, after we get on the call. <laughs> cool, man. But yeah, no, I appreciate it. This has been great. You know, yeah. Anytime you want to pick up the conversation or do a deeper dive up into any of those topics that we talked about, I'd be happy to, but, you know, keep doing what you're doing, man. Jumpstart. You are, you're creating just an amazing platform for, you know, professionals, uh, not just HR, but, you know, across all spectrums of business and professionals to be able to, you know, learn and grow and, you know, listening to your shows, man, I always learn something. So thank you for the invite and, you know, please keep doing what you're doing. Right. I appreciate you, man, honestly. And that's what it's all about. I just want to Share good content, bring some good speakers to the table, and we all grow together. Cool. Well, this has been an episode of the Business Life & Coffee Show. Make sure you check us out at businesslifeandcoffee.com. Also on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter, you can search Business Life & Coffee. And if you're interested in being a speaker on the show or if you'd like to sponsor, you can contact me at jprice at jumpstart-hr.com. Thanks for listening to the Business Life and Coffee Show with Joey Price. We hope you're inspired to become the best version of yourself after listening to our guest. What thought or idea stood out the most to you? Keep the conversation going by tweeting the show at BizLifeCoffee or our host at Joey V. Price HR with the hashtag BLC Moments. 
And if you like what you just heard, pass along our podcast to at least five people. Detailed show notes can be found at www.businesslifeandcoffee.com. And our full archive is available on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, and Google Play. This has been a Jumpstart HR production. Join us next time for another edition of the Business Life and Coffee Show.